0: your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Lavicka Live. Here's Ken Lavicka and Chris
1: Cokell. I was born by the river. I'm done. Right, let's just go home. Let's wrap it up, Cokell. Oh, and just like the river I've been Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. It's been a long... Hey, anybody out in the kitchen, are you even listening in the office, you listening to the show, could we could we please have some Manzo sandwiches? Could you please give us some Manzo sandwiches?
2: And you know all the there's good, no way There's chips listening. and cookies out there, too. They're, all the good ones are gone. We're going to get, like, Fritos.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Unless Fritos is a partner,
2: then they're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think you're in the clear on that. Ken LeVig Alive, he's Chris Cocal here on ESPN 106.3. a reminder that... Uh, Right after the show ends at 1 o'clock, go ahead and find the Kent Levick Alive podcast. Uh, and uh, that is where you get it wherever your podcast, you get your favorite podcast, you subscribe to it, you're rated. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. You can listen commercial free. Uh, commercial free. Absolutely. Most of the time. Um, uh, and uh, so, again, we're going to have Pat Rooney Jr. He is the uh, general manager, PBKC, former congressman uh, here from the area, good friend of ours, long time ESPN 760 turned ESPN 1063. Not only friend, but also host. Uh, but he's going to hang out with us. So, uh, a little after twelve forty-five, because we are going to be at the Paddock Restaurant at the Palm Beach Kennel Club next Thursday, round one of the NFL Draft, and uh, we'll be broadcasting six to seven uh, from the Paddock Restaurant. But uh, we'll have Prune in here to uh, hang out with him and uh, talk with him a little bit uh, later on in the show. But I am, uh, and and it, then there's teammates. There's teammates texting me while they know I'm on the air. Like what is happening right now? What is well, happening
2: right now? This is the thing. I don't think they know that you are on the air. To give them the benefit of the
1: doubt. I don't think they know you are on the air. I don't think they know you have a show. It's amazing. We did. We we ran seventy five hundred promos in the week leading up to our debut on April fifth, and we're twelve shows in now. And people have just everybody at ESPN West Palm has just forgotten forgotten that this show exists. That this is on. All right, let's talk about Trey Lance. Because this is driving me insane as well. I mean, if it makes you feel any
2: better, Justin Fields is probably having a worse day. Um, Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. Think about how, perhaps. how mad you are at the disrespect that you sat at the door for three minutes while people here sprinted to let Theo Dorsey from TV in. I Justin just, Fields sat there and was the 1A prospect with Trevor Lawrence his whole entire life through the end of the season. And while nothing was going on, all of a sudden he's the fifth quarterback of the draft.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we knew this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. When the 49ers went to North Dakota yesterday for the second pro day for Trey Lance, Coquel, what did we say? We said that, oh, it's going to be funny when all of a sudden Trey Lance is speculated to go to the 49ers tomorrow when we jump on the air. Guess what happens? Guess what happened? Three o'clock yesterday. The pro day had been over for all of 20 minutes. Sports (laughs) Illustrated's Connor Orr put out his latest mock draft. And guess who he had going to three? Going at three to the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Was it Trey Lance? It was Trey Lance. Correct. It took 20 minutes. And that happened but he threw a pass when he rolled
2: out to his left and threw across his body to his right which every high school kid i've ever coached can do in shorts
1: with no one having pressure on i want to and this is what i want to ask you about and i'm not trying to bury trey lance but i i am so the the pre-draft lead up the speculation the knee-jerk reactions i mean it's just so predictable and we fall for it every single year Every single year we fall for this because every time the 49ers have gone to a pro day during the course of this draft lead up, the next day it's speculated they're going to draft that quarterback at three.
2: But is it us falling for it? Because these things seem to actually happen in the draft. Like these moves up the draft seem to, like Zach Wilson, the Jets seem to be married to him because of what he did at the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Yeah. Like... Because he was the last guy to go. Why do these moves happen? Like, it's not just us falling for it. How do NFL
1: personnel fall for it? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I really, really don't know. But this this happens every single time. But then Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg, right before us. Greeny said, right before we got on the air, yeah, I think Trey Lance is going to be on the 49ers. I think the Niners are going to take him at three. Like, Mike Greenberg... Putting this out there. And we're not talking, he doesn't have a small radio show. It's not like he's small time. We're we're putting that out there. But even the most, the the sharpest sports talk radio minds are just declaring, yep, Trey Lance going three to the Niners. But this was all so predictable. When it comes to pro days, Coquel, Mm -hmm. when you watch these pro days, okay, and we uh, watch these quarterbacks roll out, there's no defenders. It's just a receiver 45, 50 yards down the field. Like, what are we, what are we gleaning from that? Like, it, couldn't most good average college quarterbacks perform drills like that on a regular basis? If you went down to a
2: FAU practice as the voice of FAU and watched them work out in shorts, you could see them make every single throw that you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, it's not, and that's not a knock on FAU. It's not a knock. It's just they're in shorts throwing the football. They're Division One college quarterbacks throwing a football in shorts with no pressure, with no read, on a script. Not like, hey, let me make a last-second decision and throw this ball across my body. It's, okay, I practiced this for four weeks, and I'm going to pretend to jump to my left and then roll out to my right and do this thing that's not real, but I've now practiced the body motion, and then I'm going to throw across body to a receiver that I know where he is because we've worked on it for three or four weeks
1: now. Right. Right. I, I, and I know that the 49ers went and they organized the, the, the story is they organized the workouts that uh, they put Trey Lance through yesterday. Like They came up with the workouts. But just because you're going to evaluate a quarterback, just because you're doing your due diligence, doesn't mean that suddenly they're going to take the guy. But we continue to, every single time the Niners see a quarterback, declare, well, that's clearly who the Niners are going to take that's clearly at number three who they're going with we did it with mac jones we did it with justin fields after pro day number two and now we've done it with trey lance after pro day number two nobody knows anything all i know is that justin fields and we discussed it last week and todd mcshay from get up we played the audio mel kuyper from get up we played the audio When they're saying, hey, the guy who's the most physically gifted quarterback in the draft is the kid from Ohio State, is Justin Fields, why can't we just trust that, yes, Trey Lance is good. He deserves to be in this discussion. But just because the Niners went to go see Trey Lance a week before the draft doesn't mean that Trey Lance against FCS competition is suddenly better than Justin Fields. If I'm Kyle Trask, the UF quarterback, Gators quarterback, if I'm his agent, I, set up a,
2: I find out where the war room is for the Niners, and that morning of draft day, next Thursday, I set up a workout in the backyard. So yeah. now I've worked out for the Niners last, and I'm the third pick. Isn't that what it is? Whoever works out last for the Niners, they get to be the third pick. Yeah. So that's it. Just work out for me and you. Should
1: go there and work out. I was gonna say we should go work out if for the Niners. If that is legitimately what what this is, yeah. Uh, good luck, li- Mac Jones. Mac Jones should absolutely call the 49ers and say, "Hey, next Wednesday, I'm having another pro day. Come, <laughs> come on, on i and in Tuscaloosa. Come on, doors open, uh, Coach." go ahead and roll through and let's have a pro day. Like I'm good with that. Let's make this happen. And uh, that's his play. That's his way to elbow into the number three pick is apparently that's how the draft
2: works. You see the quarterbacks is lining up and who can throw it last? Right. Trying to, try to uh, get the last what's throw. What's going to happen
1: is Mac Jones is going to schedule like a 10 a.m. pro day at, uh, next Wednesday and then Justin Fields is going to say oh well actually I'm going to be doing a virtual pro day at noon and then uh, we'll have Trey Lance saying oh I'm going to go at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. Uh, Nine Come look at me. Everything's virtual. Or come travel. Or send a coach. 888 3776 espn That's the number. It's Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 1063. Uh, and we are presented by the fau MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, the fau MBA Sport Management Program. 21 years of uh, uh, helping guide the students into sports professionals. That is what Dr. Jim Reardon does. That is what that program does. I've seen the success stories. I've met the success stories. There are so many of them, but it is the single most engrossing education you're going to get, the preparation you're going to go and get in an evolving sports industry, and it's not just me. It's not just me telling you this. The proof is there. The jobs are there. And I'm going to continue to tell you stories of the, the, the most prominent graduates, the most prominent people that have gotten their uh, MBA in sport management at FAU because this is a thing that works. I wouldn't be telling you about it if this wasn't the path that so many have used to jobs and lucrative jobs in the sports industry. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash sport Who do you want me to go to first, let Let's go Damon in Delray. Damon in Delray. Damon, you're on Ken LeVicca Live. What's up, Damon?
0: Hey, my man. Congratulations on your show, first of all.
1: Appreciate it, brother.
0: Yeah, man. You and I have had some good conversations sure? on the other show. Yeah. Good heated debate. Not heated, but respectful, no, respectful. debate. Respectful. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Damon, you know I got love for yeah. you.
0: Oh, same here, brother. Congrats from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Um, you're gonna do great. Hey, listen, about the you know you ever notice that these quarterbacks, and you guys were saying it in so many words, they're all about even as far really? as physicality, sure. physical abilities. I mean, the greatest one of the greatest physical specimens ever, a guy that could throw the ball seventy yards on his knees, six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds, was Jamarcus Russell. Right. So if you just wanted to if you just wanted to go by arm strength, this, that, there you go. He should have been, you know, an all-time Hall of Famer. Uh, there's a couple of things from my, you know, from what I remember back in the day. There's one throw that they do, Ken, and you're right. Any, the third guy, the walk-on on University of Miami or Florida could complete all those drills, those pass routes they yep. run. I yep. mean, the, you know, the four-string guy could do that. But there is a throw. It's that sideline throw, okay, like on a screen pass or on a quick out, yeah, that separates them a little bit, okay? But as far as, you know, as far as you guys are saying, you're absolutely right. What I like to look at, I'm sorry. No, go go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, 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 go ahead, Damon.
0: No, what I would, if I was a GM, what I would look at other than, listen, Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, is John Elway, Okay. I mean, and I don't say that lightly. All right, because I'm a Marino guy. I'm a Miami fan. Born <laughs> raised down here. Sure. I, no, really, man. I mean, that kid there is is scary. But you're right. You know, nine out of the ten teams they play, his receiver is a five star recruit that's got three yards on the guy trying to cover him. But what I would try and do if I was a GM is look for the Tony Romos. Look for these guys that play like one A or like you know um, non uh, you know non. Power five conferences like a Brett Favre. I know that it's like, yeah, find a Brett Favre. Good luck with that. But you know, like Brett Favre played for Southern Miss, but he tore Florida State up. Look for somebody like that. You know, look yep. for somebody that has the basic abilities, but you know, when they played up in competition, you know, they, they, yeah, they got and, the job done. And, Damon, and, stepped I, I, up, and, and,
1: and Trey Lance has played the, the the FBS competition and I'm not trying to, to disrespect Trey Lance at all, but I look at Justin Fields and the style of quarterback play. Justin Fields plays that and runs a 4 4 and played yeah. uh, in the Big Ten. Like, for me, yeah. I, I just – but my, my biggest issue is, as fans, we sit here and we watch the highlights from Pro Day – What are we looking at? Like, what can we, what can Joe fan glean from that? Like, oh, that's my guy. Uh, Oh, my God, he hit
0: him. He's wide. He hit him in stride. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's not even a seven on seven. It's just a a quarterback and a receiver. And every time the Niners go to a pro day, all of a sudden, that's going to be their quarterback. Appreciate the call, Damon. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Menalik's in Port St. Lucie. Hey, Menalik.
0: Hey, what's up, Ken? Uh, congratulations! Thanks, I hope you. Here forever. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, and I hope next year sure we could talk some football World Cup coming. Yeah, um, we will. But my question to you is, what happens if uh Sam Darnold doesn't work out in Carolina?
1: Well, they're gonna have to go a different direction, and I I think that the Panthers it's interesting what they're going to do in the draft I don't think now they're going to pick a quarterback they were going to be a threat now they're not a threat to take a quarterback but they're now a threat and I'm assuming you're sort of putting it in the context of the Dolphins they are a threat to potentially I would think move up and maybe go get a guy like a Kyle Pitts or a Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith and they were there's a report yesterday uh Pro Football Talk put it out there that an NFL network that the Dolphins potentially were considering trading back again if Something happen in front of them, and I, wow. me, and for me mentally, like I want Kyle Pitts as a Dolphin. If it looks yep, like Kyle definitely. Pitts is not going to be there, though, I think the Dolphins, depending on who it is, could still trade back and get a Devontae Smith. Who, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that they like and they've seen him a lot in this yeah. offseason. But the Panthers are interesting, but they are out of the market unless something stunning happens. They're not drafting a quarterback. They're riding with Sam Darnold this season.
0: Wow. All right. Thanks for the
1: comment. Appreciate it, Menel Lake. 888 760 espn
2: Yeah, they're going to do the thing where they're going to build around him. They've invested now the yeah. second and the fourth, and they feel like they got a guy who's 23 years old. We forget that Sam Darnold is only sure. 23 sure. years old, and if he's not too broken, he has all the tools. So they have Robbie Anderson, who he— had a big season with them. Right. They have McCaffrey. Now if they can get a tight end or even a Penny Sewell to protect him because he's never really had an offensive line, they're going to go all in offense in the first two rounds, I think, the Panthers.
1: And it, you mentioned the tools around him. like that's the, that's the thing we heard immediately after the the trade happened with the Jets is, well, yeah, he had nothing to work with with the Jets. They got rid of his top target, Robbie Anderson, so now they're going to reunite him, but they also have McCaffrey. They have everything around him. See what he does with a, a competent coaching staff at least what we think is a competent coaching staff under Matt Rule and with everything surrounding him Joe, it's Br- so Joe Brady there
2: too as you'll yeah, see exactly like that's,
1: they want they want to build spot. around him and if it doesn't work then next year yeah they're probably depending they, on how the season goes they'll be in the market for a with quarterback. the
2: fifth year option they have them for two years on a reasonable price tag so they can play him this year sign him for the fifth year option yeah. and then draft the quarterback next year let him sit under Sam because all accounts, he's a good teammate. I mean, Joe Douglas is raving about him out the door. Yeah. So, like, all accounts, he's a good teammate to be around. He's not a bad guy to have.
1: I guess what I'm trying to say, though, when it goes back to Trey Lance in these pro days, is do not fall into the trap of just reacting to these knee-jerk predictions because the team who has the third pick in the draft where the draft is really going to start saw that guy the day before. We've done this all draft cycle. And Trey Lance, great story. He'll go in the top 10. Is he going to go number three? Doubtful. Doubtful. For me, Justin Fields is the guy. That's the guy that fits the system. That's the guy who's the most dynamic. That's the guy with the arm with the 4 4 that had a great season two years ago, and just because he had two bad games last year, suddenly he has a target on his back. That, to me, Justin Fields is the guy. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. There is an MVP in the NBA, and he is on a team that will not sniff a championship. Who is it? We'll discuss him next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you
0: are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Here's Ken Levicka. Welcome back on this Tuesday on ESPN 106.3. Ken LaViga Live featuring Co-Kell. And again, subscribe to the podcast. Go ahead and rate the podcast, and it'll be ready for you. Gift-wrapped every day just after 1 o'clock. 888-760-3776, 760 espn If you want to continue to jump in on some of this quarterback talk. Again, Trey Lance, because the Niners saw him yesterday, uh, he apparently is going three to the Niners. Because every time the Niners have gone to a pro day, Uh, that quarterback has been the one that's going to go to San Fran. Real quick, before we get into who is clear-cut NBA MVP, it's not even a question unless you just give him the trophy today. Uh, Just to expand a bit, Coquel on the Dolphins conversation, because uh, former Eagles president Joe Banner, former ESPN analyst Joe Banner, was on Twitter last night um, vociferously tweeting that the Dolphins overpaid to go to six they overpaid from 12 to 6 they overpaid the Eagles they gave up the two firsts and they gave up a bunch and by bunch uh, I'm assuming he means the fourth round pick I didn't know that was a bunch but they but, didn't give up two firsts
2: because they, they got one back exactly. so a swap and it's, they gave up
1: one exactly so uh, I, I suppose that's in the eye of the beholder but you're right Like if you if you have a first round pick and you move up to get another first round pick like that's not you're not giving up two first round picks in that spot um, but The Dolphins may have overpaid to go up to six, but if that allows them to get Kyle Pitts, okay? And again, I think that's probably the target. I think that that's the guy you want. That's the guy who helps Tua most quickly, is a big tight end who's going to go out and catch everything around him. If you happen to overpay with a pick when you still have five first-round picks over the next three drafts, No one remembers the overpaid, if that's indeed what happens, right? If things work out the way you think they're going to work out, overpaying doesn't matter, especially with the draft equity you have. And it's not like they just overpaid to move
2: up and these were two separate moves. These deals happened simultaneously Mm -hmm. and were decided. So what the Dolphins really did was get a first-round pick to move back three spots. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. And they're honestly still in a spot where if Pitts does go four, they can still move back because the quarterback group is going to want to go. They may be able to add another first and some and still get a receiver in that 10 range Yep, because there is that bunch of receivers that are all thought of as the same amount. So if Pitts goes four... You have the tackle and the quarterback still there. Penny Sewell and all the rest of the quarterbacks will still be there. That
1: stuff, exactly,
2: exactly. They're like, a, they're in a prime spot in the draft.
1: That's the thing, and that's why. And I the the comment that, that Joe Banner made that the Dolphins overpaid to go up to six from twelve with the Eagles was right after it was in reaction to the NFL Network report that the Dolphins were considering moving back. But you're exactly right. If things don't go to plan and Kyle Pitts gets taken, and uh, you when you, uh, Cincinnati is the threat in that spot um, because you think Atlanta is probably going with a quarterback, uh, Cincinnati would be the team. And I, and I honestly think they're taking the lineman. I think after what I happened to their,
2: yeah, after what happened to their quarterback last year, when you're when you're when your big time first pick of the draft quarterback gets hurt, you want to protect them. Yeah, and you have an all time projected prospect who was before this run on quarterback started was thought of should they take him over yep. a quarterback he was the guy so like why wouldn't they take that left tackle for the next right. bunch of years even if you have to play him at guard for two years and then make him your left tackle for the next decade after that
1: and say you're say you're you move back to 10 like you're going to get in Joe Banner's world a first round back 9 the Broncos want a quarterback uh-huh. You can there's places you can go at 9 at- or 10 you're going to get either I would think I, I, I'm beginning to think Jamar Chase is the first wide receiver that gets taken um, but Waddle and Smith are probably going to both be there at 9 or 10. At yep. the very least one of them is going to be yep. there and I think the Dolphins are comfortable with either one of those if they don't get Kyle Pitts at 6. And they can sit they're also now at a spot in 6 with their draft capital where if it works
2: out where they only have to move up one spot they don't have to give up so much. So say Pitts is still there and the Bengals don't want him. The Dolphins can then move up and say, "Hey, we'll give you a second round or a third round. We're only right. moving up one. We promise we're not taking your guy. Right. Tell us who your guy is. That's not who we're taking. We want Pitts. You
1: want Sewell. They can move up for less. Exactly. And I'm not. I'm not trying to to bust on on Joe Banner. And I got into a little bit of a back and forth with him. The Dolphins probably did overpay a bit, but was it excessive? Absolutely not. Was it regrettable? No way. And especially especially if Kyle Pitts is going to be there. Real quickly, because I do want to go ahead and declare the NBA MVP, I'm going to read you these numbers. In the month of April, Coquel, this player, 40.7 points per game. uh, He is 72 of 143 from three. 49 points last night on 14 of 28 shooting in a win over the 76ers, and he's on a team that has no business even being in any sort of playoff discussion right now, and that is Steph Curry. The Warriors are going to probably get into the play-in tournament in the West because Steph Curry is going through one of the most elite runs of any play we've ever seen in the NBA. I'm talking MJ, I'm talking LeBron, I'm talking Wilt, I'm talking anybody, any era. What Steph Curry is doing with his three-point shooting, the way he is dragging the Warriors to the finish line, He is unquestionably the MVP of the league. It's just not a discussion, and you can wrap it up now. There's not enough season in my mind for anybody. Not Joel Embiid, not your guy, Julius Randle, not LeBron. There is nobody who is going to take the MVP trophy away from Steph Curry. And if you can enjoy what he's doing and you haven't checked out what he's doing, that's on you, and you need to start because this is elite of the elite in any sport at any time what Steph Curry is doing. Next Thursday is round one of the NFL draft. Myself and Coquel have a little bit of a field trip. We're going to be headed to PBKC, the Paddock Restaurant. We'll be broadcasting live. That's right. You're getting another hour of us next Thursday. Deal with it. Six to seven here on ESPN 106.3, and our old friend—not literally old. Sorry about that, Pat. Um, but a man I've known for a long time. Our good friend Pat Rooney Jr. He's the man in charge. He's the general manager PBKC, and he is back where he belongs in front of an ESPN West Palm microphone. And he joins us next to talk to us about Thursday to congratulate me on this new venture, of course. And also, because he's a proud Clemson alum, we're going to talk some Trevor Lawrence. Pat Rooney, Jr., coming up next. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.